Hey guys, welcome to episode 86 of Inside the Cage. And we're back, me and Mark, with Yaz. I was going to say as always, but we had a wee kind of sabbatical there. Um, a few weeks up for me, off for me and Mark, just sometimes we kind of felt this was kind of taking over our lives and obviously Mark with a new boy and just life in general, just felt like a wee break would do us good and the build up to obviously 254. So um, glad to be back guys, um, feeling refreshed. Uh, how are you, Mark? How are you, mate? Ah, man, I'm good. I wouldn't say I was feeling refreshed when you've got a three-month-old baby in a house, but it's, it's I mean, refreshed for this. I'm refreshed for this. I was going to say refreshed. I'm not going to about it again. It's been feels like ages since we've had maybe text conversations here and there, but nothing's really major, and it's just good to get wild stuff back into it again, to be honest. That's the thing. It wasn't even just a break from the pod. Like, I totally cut off from all MMA. You and I hardly even spoke about it, to be honest. In fact, I think there was a period of about eight days where you and I never even spoke at all. Which I is mental, but sometimes I you think just even need a break. To be fair, I think after we decided to kind of take a break, I think like the first two events, I still don't think I've seen them. No. Like, oh, Maldana. I've never seen Home Maldana. Nope. Who was the one after that? Can't remember. I seen Ortega. Ortega was the last, basically, the first one I seen after we kind of stopped. Yeah. So um, that was basically I. It's been it's been interesting. It's, it's, been, it's, it's kind of refreshed me because obviously with two five four being as epic as it was going to be, it was always kind of good to have that break before that because it would it gave me my drive back. Not that I'm saying I went to watch two five four. I still would have watched it, but to actually be like actually like sitting on the edge of my couch buzzing for it to start was a really nice feeling, man. Good to be back. But as you say, we love doing this, and I am buzzing to get back. So. No, I should be guess, good, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to get the really stuck into this tonight. I guess we just jump straight in, two-footed, above the ankle, stud shown, um, to UFC 254. And there's no other place to start, mate, than... What if a minute silence for Scott, I think? I think that's probably the best idea. Fuck off, man. No, a minute silence, a minute of greeting, you mean, man? Listen, you and I, you said it. A while, a couple of shows back. Um, couple of shows. I'll tell you which show I said at July. Oh, 7th. did you listen? Did you think? Ah, that? That's my man. What show did you July say? Seven something. Like that. When did it start of July? I had to. I was like, how do you find this? Because I'm sure I fucking said this. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure I said this with harm. Yeah, I mean, there was always a chance. There was always a chance when his dad passing that he may not. He may not keep going. Um, I think. I think we should talk about the fight first. I think that's only fair, mate. As an MMA fighting podcast, we I want to talk about the fight, however long it lasted. Although there's a bigger issue, and I get that. But first and foremost, the fight was first, and that's it. Um, I know it's the same old Khabib, but it's dominating Khabib. But... Well, the first round, uh, wasn't he really? First round. I've seen a couple of judges actually gave Gage the first round. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I mean, other than There was Khabib... nothing in the first round, nothing happened. If it could have went either way, but to be honest, other than could be pressing and throwing a couple of, you know, a couple of lefts, yeah, it, it didn't do much. Gaethje was swinging a bit more, but Gaethje was constantly on the back foot, so you could probably say Gaethje swinging more could be pressurising. It probably just kind of levelled itself out. I wouldn't have said either of them ran away with it, but oh. it's he's it's it's that relentlessness, mate. It's literally getting ch- it's like getting chased by a dog. It's like That's what honestly. It's like. I don't, I'm not being disrespectful to Khabib and calling him a dog. I'm just saying it's like that. Like, if you get chased by a dog, that dog will not stop until it catches you. And I think that's what fighting Khabib's like. He's relentless, man. And, oh, mate, I just... There was one point, the, no, the, the, I think 
Khabib no go for the takedown and Gaethje actually defended the takedown yeah. which straight away went oh this makes us interesting now yeah. because that's not maybe as easy as what Khabib thought it was and then, and then, it then was. the second round came and he just fucking mauled him into next week <laughs> I mean I'm, I am mightily impressed that Khabib Nurmagomedov submitted somebody with a triangle choke like yeah. that <laughs> It was like class. He's, got, he's got some missions, but they're not exactly... They're not jiu-jitsu. No, they're not spectacularly technical in the way he does things. It's sometimes just a case that I'm going to wrap my arm around your fucking neck and I'm going to take your head off. Literally, try to take your head off or snap your arm, whatever it is. But that was class. That was just pure class the way he did that. I was like, what's he trying to do here? What the fuck's he doing? Well, I, thought he was going, I thought he was going amber. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And then he, he he tweaked it. I wonder if it's because he lost the arm, because he had the arm, and then the arm seemed to slip away. So he's probably went, fuck, I've lost the arm. I don't know what, I'll just choke his neck out instead. Um, I, I, mean, I don't really know what to say, man. It was, it was pure class. It was, it was just Khabib. It was just... It's uh, funny, man. Uh, people keep setting these... The last two fights, people have went, oh, Poirier is a real dangerous... Like, tennis serves. So somebody's thrown up the ball for Gaethje and he's just went... Or Poirier's went, whoosh, smashed it. And then somebody's thrown up the Gaethje ball and he's went, whoosh, ace, smashed it. It's, it's mental, mate. It's, he's, I was genuinely... The last two fights, I've genuinely thought, do you know what? If these guys get Khabib with one of these right hands or left hands, then there is... I mean, <laughs> I had a good analogy... Um, Justin Gaethje walks about with grenades for hands Aye. and that was basically that's Paul, Paul Craig said that yesterday on BBC Scotland and I was like that's a good analogy and I was as a Khabib fan I was fear of that power but I shouldn't have been mate because he's just see it's funny, like, we're obviously going to talk later about the whole greatest ever thing right and I will bring this up later in terms of his achievements maybe not but see in terms of technically I don't think there's any question, but we'll, we can maybe talk about that. Okay, I was going to say we'll get to that because there's, there's probably a bit, and I'll get regarding that. But I, um, I, uh, Gaethje had he had a chance for me. I think first, I think he was just so buzzed up in adrenaline, and then when Khabib started chasing him down, the adrenaline just get more and more, and there was no camera him down. Then obviously Trevor Whitman is his coach, isn't it? Yeah. Sat him down and went, but slow down, like, <laughs> I mean, chill that's, out. That's what I says to you. It looked like he was gassed, but I don't think he was. It was just like, <laughs> just, uh, just pure pent up energy because he was. Wasn't he? The fact that he was fucked, he just, he was so buzzing. His heart rate was going rapid, and he just couldn't control his breathing. He was just, he was never gassed. It's Gaethje. Gaethje's even Khabib chasing him. It's got to take a lot for Gaethje to gas. Yeah, I would, I would have, but you got to admit, from an outsider point of view, and maybe not knowing Gaethje's life. If you were sure and you didn't really see much of Gaethje, you'd have thought it was fucked after that. If you'd seen the clip, say you watched a clip of him between first round and second round with no sound, and you'd seen him going, <sighs> you'd have thought, this fucked, man. But yeah, yeah no, it was it was mental, mate. I say, classroom Khabib. The whole thing, I mean, the, the outpouring of emotion was a nice thing to see, not nice because he was greeting because also that's not nice but he's very robotic and everybody says that like how he never really reacted to McGregor when McGregor was saying all those things about him and stuff like that and doesn't really react to see that I think was a massive massive thing for Khabib and a massive thing for people to see what he's actually like because it showed that he's human and he's not a he's not a machine yeah as you say it was nice to see the emotional side to it imagine over the last few months the emotional stress that he's been going through and stuff like that and 
the way maybe a lot's been put on his shoulders and he's probably put, he's put on his shoulders more than anything else. Not MD putting on his shoulders, it's him taking the pressure on himself and yeah. wanting to get that fight and get it kind of done out of the way and get it done for his father and getting it. It was then the output, as you say, the emotion at the end when he just basically sank to his knees and just burst into tears. And it's nice to see, mate. You've got there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no. wrong with that. I know a lot of people, of course, there isn't. It showed that there was, you know, there was deep seated emotions there. That he's obviously buried them for months. He's mm-hmm. been in camp. His dad died. He's had all the coronavirus stuff. He's obviously been talking to his ma. He's never shown any sort of emotion in any interview or anything, or even on Twitter or anything. He's always been this cold, not cold, but calm and. To see him just outpouring, it was a nice thing, mate. And I think I say for everybody that he did his old man proud, man, definitely. Um, I would look, oh, it's weird. I know you should never do it. Like we talk about, like, see Cerrone when he used, like, when Danger was born, it almost seemed like it totally, totally rejuvenized Cerrone. I kind of oh. got that feeling from Khabib. But I think that was a better Khabib than we've seen against Poirier. That was a, that was a, I honestly think he could have fought. You know, two Justin Gages, and I think he'd still have pumped the two of them. Honestly, I think he was. I think he'd have found a way, mate. I don't think there was any way after. Obviously, before the fight, I had that kind of oh, Gage, you might beat him. There's always a chance, but then see, as soon as if like after the first round, I was like, there's no way Gage is winning this fight. Not a chance. Even though it was even as we said, I just that 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 relentless. Khabib literally looked like all he wanted to do was grab a hold of Gage and get that done. And I genuinely think. If we had two or three of them lined up one after the other, it would have been the same outcome. I think it was that much emotion in it for him. It was such a big win for him. Um, um amazing, mate. Um, it was. Uh, I do, obviously, I the retirement. I do wish one thing though, right? This is maybe me just being picky, right? But see, as soon as he was fighting to take that tape off, I knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming, right? It's no difficult to work out. You see him taking his gloves off like that. You just know that's what's coming. I wish UFC wouldn't show that on camera if they can avoid it. Like, see if he didn't hold, show his hands, right? Or anything like that. Or try your bit. I don't know, mate. It just Because as soon as he took them off, I was like, oh, this is it. Game over. It was just... It was... But there, are, there are some fighters who do take their gloves off and the fight straight away. So... I know. Sometimes you don't know. It's maybe the UFC didn't ever scoop either. Oh, there's no way Dana White didn't know that. I don't know, by the way, because all he spoke about all week, all um, Khabib spoke about all week was actually the next fight. He mentioned it at times. He talked about fighting other people. Yeah. There's no way the UFC would allow him to put that kind of thing out to the press if it wasn't, if it was something they would know. Yeah, well, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know me. You don't want to ruin the. If you you wouldn't want to ruin the surprise, it's got to be on Khabib's terms. Then the day, mate, it's got to be on his terms. He's obviously the one that's decided to do it. But here's the question: Obviously, everybody's talking about how Al McGregor said it, and he never, he always came back. Is Khabib done? I don't think. Oh, if yes, but I think there's always a but. He's still a young man. If he's still involved. Training fighters every day, getting involved maybe and sparring and stuff like that. There's always going to be that itch. At the end of the day, he's a fighter. He's a yeah. fighting man. He's he's got a, a. I'm not saying he will come back because I'd be very surprised if he does. But yeah. there's always that possible slither of possibility that he could come back just because he is a fighter. You see it in these guys, Mike Tyson and. Uh, is it to Roy, Bo- Jones. To Roy Jones? Why are they fucking eighty four and eighty three or something? Like that? They're coming back to fight. 
they're fighting guys they just want to fight they've done it all their days they've done it all their lives and there's still a chance I don't think he will I think that percentage chance is like 0.000005% but there's always that ever ever slight doubt I was talking about it in the work yesterday, today, because obviously people asked, since people in the work found out I did a podcast on it, I'm the kind of resident guy about fucking MMA. So we're chatting about it, and I says, do you know what? He's He's got this massive legacy as a fighter. Okay, there's loads of arguments about him being the GOAT, and as I say, we'll talk about that. Um, but I honestly believe we'll never see him fight again. Never. And I think he will literally, eventually he will be known probably better for being probably one of the best coaches ever, right? He opened the door to that region of fighters, that Dagestani kind of, that region. Him and his dad have opened that that world and I think that's another thing he'll do. He'll open a gym, he'll start coaching in America and start teaching American wrestlers how to fucking wrestle like that and that terrifies me because there's only one thing American wrestlers have got over those Dagestani boys and that's size. American boys are just bred different. They're just huge, man. You look at the American wrestlers, you think, how does anybody ever beat them? But it's all about skill. You imagine that skill level on somebody like Jake Hager's size. We'll talk about him, obviously, later. I'm not comparing him, saying he's world-class, but you imagine somebody with a Khabib skill set that that size, mate. I think I think Khabib's I legacy... I don't think... I don't... I, I can't see him going to America, mate. I really can't. I'd be shocked. Well, he, trains there. he trains there, and he's talked about... He's talked about... Like, it's apparently yeah, there's got- rumours... You've got the jam already in Dagestan that his dad started. I know, so I know. I don't, mean, I, don't mean I don't mean he'll base himself just at one, mate. I think he will probably base himself in Dagestan. He still wants to give kids in Dagestan that read that hope. He basically wants to become another version of his dad. I, I, I No doubt about it, mate, but I still think he'll have a massive connection with like Javier Mendez and DC and stuff like that. I still think he will have a massive part to play in American MMA, mate. I believe it. I think, um, I think possibly there could be a, a large connection maybe between Jim's in Dagestan and America, and maybe you'll see, maybe you actually might see fighters going to Dagestan now to train. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I think I think there's going to be much more of a spread. These Dagestani guys were all kind of very, you never really knew about them, and obviously Abdul Manap never ever really got the chance to come to America. But you imagine a Khabib who's got a a visa can travel, you know, has got that. Khabib could phone any gym in America and say, "Listen, can I come over and like train your boys?" Eh, hey, fuck yes, yes you can. I honestly believe that's what happened. Mate, I'm not saying he's going to have this American dynasty of American boys fighting the way he does. I still think it'll, all the all the top guys will in that style will come from Dagestan, but I just think he'll be able to bridge that gap that his dad probably never ever could have, mate. And that's just I think going I think forward, that's what's going to be. Either way, whatever happens, he'll be a great coach, and I think you will. I think you'll probably see him in the UFC every. Month. Aye, yeah, without a doubt. Around the corner, fighters yeah. because that's what he'll do, and he'll just grow and grow. And you see, you see some of the young guys coming through for Dagestan already, and they're incredible. Yeah, and they're only going to get better. Imagine Khabib is a full time coach. That's the thing. Like they've got an avenue. Like Khabib had what thirteen and 0, 15 and all before he even got thought about for the UFC. You, I don't think your Dagestani boys are going to because Khabib's going to have that draw. Khabib can phone Dana and go, Dana, listen, I've got a boy who's fucking shit hot. Any chance? Any boss? Send them over. That's what I'm saying. These 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 doors have all opened up in front of these Dagestani fighters. That, well, that was more my point, mate. His legacy will be that he will now open all these doors for these fighters that was never available before. Okay, him and his dad worked really hard to get him in the UFC, and he was he's been the longest reigning light heavy, light heavyweight lightweight champion ever, and that that's amazing. That's an amazing thing for a 
first Muslim fighter to win a championship. All these amazing things that Khabib has done, but I genuinely believe his legacy will now be the fact that he can now open these doors for all these young Russian boys to go, do you know what? I'm going to be the best Khabib. I'm going to be 35 and all. I'm going to be 40 and all. And I think it gives these boys a dream. It's easy for a dad to sell a dream to a kid because you believe in your dad tells you, you know, I'm going to do what my dad says. But see you now that people will go, well, hold on. Khabib actually came for Dagestan. He was 30 and 29 and 0. Longest reigning light, lightweight champion. Why can't I go and do the same? And it's with the doors he can open up, mate. Do you know what I mean? No, I definitely can see that happening, mate. I'll be, I'll be interested to see what happens going forward with Khabib because he's, I can imagine he'll be a very, 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 very good coach. Very yeah, good coach. Well, I mean, would you fuck with him? No. I wouldn't fuck with him. I would about three times the weight him. I'm wondering actually maybe if the UFC might invest money in some sort of PI in the Middle East. Yeah, I mean... See, the thing is with the Middle East, right, they want... It's different. Like, see, if you, if, you, if you wanted to build a UFC PI here, you would have to pay for it, I would imagine, or you would have to try and fund it somehow. If you went to the, the King of Bahrain or the Abu Dhabi, the Emirates guys and said, Listen, any chance we can build a PI they'll go, I how much do you need? That's the that's the difference. The object. Exactly. They, it's like no, it's Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia and Dubai and all that, they want to become the centre of sports in the world basically. It's they want even, to be, like it's not even them saying how much money, it's more about the fact they want it so much that they'll pay for it. Most mm. of these things you would find UFC would probably have to fund most of it with a wee bit of maybe help from local money. But over there, it would literally they would they would UFC would probably phone and say, "Listen, can we build one? Like, how much will it cost us?" And they would literally go, "No, it's cool. We'll cover it. If you're bringing a UFC PI to Abu yeah, Dhabi, so. we will uh, fucking pay for it." That's the way it is, mate. Not uh, interesting, man. Not interesting. Yeah, I guess. You know, it's so hard, mate. I've been thinking about this ever since Saturday, right? Because it comes up and all these people lauding him straight away, saying he was the goat. I mean, like, hold on, mate. He only beat Justin Gaethje. No offense to Justin Gaethje, but. Justin Gage isn't the best lightweight in the world. He isn't even the second best lightweight in the world. So I think people need to rein it in a wee bit. I think technically, as a technical fighter, I don't think there's many better well-rounded or there ever has been, to be honest. He could say GSP, I, all right. But it depends on if you take everything into account. I am not a massive believer that Khabib's the best ever, despite being the biggest Khabib fan in the world and Khabib being my number one guy, mate. And I'm genuinely, like, this isn't me just joking, I'm genuinely devastated I'm never going to see the guy fight again. Like, I'm genuinely devastated. I, I really, truly am. But for me, he's not the best ever. He's not the GOAT because at the end of the day, I was talking to, again, a, a boy in the work and he was basically saying, I said, GSP, for me, is still the greatest ever. And he went, aye, but he's got losses. I went, aye, but that doesn't matter. It's not about who you... That doesn't mean Exactly. It's about, I mean, you look at GSP, how many times he held the belt, how many belts he held, how many, the guys he beat, mate, like, I mean, you just, you look at Khabib's record, right, his last two fights are really only fights that are really that, I mean, I'm not doing any disrespect to Michael Johnson or Ali Akinta or Gleason Tabau, but come on, man, like, seriously. Do you know something? I was thinking about this myself, right, and... I think I said straight away on Saturday, he's going to be, he's going to be, and the more I've thought about it, he has not right? <laughs> right, that's it, moving on. Uh, the co-main. <laughs> no, but I'm going to give you my reasons for my explanations. On, um, I would say to class a goat, you've got to be split into three categories. Mm-hmm. 
how you beat a fight, how you beat the fighters. Yeah. Who the fighters were you beat and what you've held, basically. That's your kind of three categories, right? So you look at how he's beaten fighters. There can't be many better who have basically just steamrolled every single fight mm-hmm. he's ever fought. That's what I'm saying, technically. Right, so you give him, say, like a 10, you give him, you give him a 10 out of 10 for that, right? Yep, cool. You go into uh, who's fought. McGregor, all right, McGregor was a double champion. McGregor been out for a while when he fought him. Was McGregor anywhere near what he was when he first won the two titles? No. Poirier, Gaethje, yeah, they're very good fighters, but they really, they're not, they're not going to ever get down in a, a greatest chat. They're never going to be anywhere near a greatest ever chat. They're not even, even if they win the title now, you still wouldn't put them into that category. Well, and as you say, the other jobbers that he fought aren't anywhere near it. So, yeah, as much as he steamrolled everybody in the lightweight division, the lightweight division's strong to a certain level. Khabib's just been above that level the whole time. And he's basically ran through everybody, so that's fair enough. And he's fought once. He's only he's won the lightweight title when he's only defended it three times. Fair enough, defending it three times, brilliant. He's never tested himself anywhere else. I'd love to have seen him went up to welterweight. I think he could have done that. That would an issue. You see him weigh in on Friday. That's a different point. I know he spoke about weighing on Friday, but we'll forget about that. Um, there's no reason why he could not have moved up to welterweight for me. No reason either. And I'd love to have seen him do that. I don't even think if he stayed in the UFC, it was something he didn't. I really don't. So for me, there's your categories. He's only topped one category. He's not topped the other two. Was the likes of John Jones... I know you don't like the John Jones conversation and GSP. You put the names in there they've fought. You f- you, f- you talk about how they steamrolled through fighters in their early days and you talk about what they have won and how many defences or titles have won. They two are ahead of them straight away for me. I can't, I can't argue. Like, I, can't argue I, I don't like Jones because of the drugs, mate, and, because, and nothing to do with the performance enhancing. I'm talking about when he puts shit up his nose and getting himself into trouble. I'm not up for that. But then, if you look at it, mate, right, most wins in title bouts, John Jones, 14, George St. Pierre, 13, DJ, 12, Anderson Silva, 11, Jose Aldo, 8, Matt Hughes, 9. Khabib isn't even on this list, mate. And that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, it's the way he wins the fights. That's why yeah. people have got him up there. Is, when you mate. actually look at... When you actually go into the details of who's fought, A, they were never going to be able to deal with style, and B, yeah, they're great fighters, but they're not ever going to be in a greatest fighter contention. So, aye, he's amazing. He's brilliant. Everybody loves watching him. But is he in a GOAT conversation? No, actually, to be honest. Is he pound for pound best of the planet right now? Yes. On 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 um, yeah. form, yeah. shall we say, form is yeah. probably the best word. Yes, without doubt, he is pound for pound on a planet right now, but he's not a goat. No, yeah, I think that's I think that's the thing, mate. Like people are too easy when you see a good performance like that. I go, oh my god, he's the best ever. He's the best ever. Oh my god, oh my god, he's retired. Oh my god, he's the best ever. It's like, hold on, stop, calm down, let it settle and see. I am honestly the biggest DJ, uh, DJ, the big, I'm sorry, I'm reading this Demetrius Johnson, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm the biggest Khabib man, mate, and I genuinely don't think he is, and that's just my opinion. I don't believe that he is, and I, he's definitely in my top five. I would only have GSP. I can't, I, the only reason I always put Jones lower is because Jones tarnished it for me. Jones tarnished it because he got stripped to a title. That's the only reason, mate. That's, I, I probably, just, that's probably the other thing you could put as a different category. What they did outside of the sport, as in fighting, uh, yeah. they 
ruined that in certain ways, whereas Khabib would be ahead of Jones in that respect, and GSP would probably be ahead of both of them in that respect. That's why, like, when I sent you my list, mine was GSP, Silva, uh, Khabib, Jones, and after that, because that's the way I see it. I see it as GSP was your man. He was the guy, man. He beat, he fought, not only did he, I mean, he fought and lost to Matt Hughes, he fought and lost to Matt Serra, you know, he, he fought BJ Penn more than once. He, had, he was just, mate, the level of those guys all fighting each other, it just was special. GSP for me can't be topped. Honestly, I don't think he'll ever will be unless Khabib was to keep fighting for another 15 fights, which is obviously clearly not going to happen. Um, but even Silva, Silva was amazing for the sport, like way back in the day, like amazing for Brazilian MMA and bringing Brazilian MMA into the kind of the fold. I just, I mean... He won 17 fights in a row in the UFC. I know. After I've done my math wrong. No, it was 17 or 16 fights now on the UFC. I've been scrolling through these UFC. There's a Wikipedia page, right, of UFC records, right? And I'm like maybe a quarter of the way down and I've seen Silva's name four times, Jonesy's name six times, whatever, GSP's name eight times, and I've still not seen Khabib once. And although that pains me because he's my favourite fighter and I would love to I would love to sit here, mate, and argue the point with you and say, Mark, you're wrong. He is the GOAT. He's the best to ever do it. No questions asked. He's not. But he's not. And that's the that's the thing. He, listen, don't get me wrong. His legacy is massive. Is he the best lightweight to ever do it? Possibly. That's a that's a different conversation, without a doubt. You know, that's he, a different conversation. That's, that's probably probably the answer to that question is probably yes. To be honest, mate. But greatest ever. I'm sorry. I think if I, I don't have an issue with the Jones like strippings and the, the stripping of the titles and the DUIs, then he would probably hit him. But for me, I think. The fact that UFC stripped him of a title automatically drops you two or three points in my eyes because GSP never gets stripped. But then I'm pretty sure Silva get done for drugs as well, so maybe I'm being a bit hypocritical here. But um, I just, I it's mental, man. Like most, I mean, most pay per view main events, right? Randy Couture, eighteen. Do you know the, the 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 guy fifth on that list with thirteen is GSP, and that's thirteen. And I mean. I just, it's mental, mate. It's mental, like. Do I know something? Here's maybe the level that Khabib is at. BJ Penn is three lightweight title defences. And BJ Penn is, yeah, well, we all know what happened to BJ Penn. But back I know in the he day, is now, but he was a great fighter, but he's never, was he ever a greatest fighter? Probably not. Not now, definitely, anyway, because he's fucking tarnished his record by losing 700 fights in a row. But I do think the thing. Oh wait, I finally seen his name. There you go. Most wins in title lightweight title bouts. BJ Penn, Benson Henderson, Khabib Nurmagomedov, four. And then well, if you look at one, is he not? It must be a consecutive wins one, is he not? I'm just, I mean, I'm just scrolling. I'm just having a look. Like it's just, it's one of those ones, mate. I'm. It's. <laughs> I would love to honestly tell you he is, mate, but he just simply isn't. And there's enough evidence here for me to say that he isn't. Uh, most consecutive wins, he's tied second. Anderson Silva won 16 in a row. I know, I just said that to you. I know, I know you said 17, but you counted wrong, I know. Aye. That's what I'm saying. John Jones, 13. DJ, 13. George St. Pierre, 13. Max Holloway. Not even mentioned Max Holloway. No, that, that, that's, you look at his thingy, by the way, it's insane how thingy. You look at fighters Max Holloway has fought. I know, you look at his record and he's younger, is he not younger than, uh, younger than Khabib? About 29 years old, is he not? Uh, he's four years younger than Khabib and he's got what twice oh, see you actually look at Max Holloway's record or yeah. who he's fought yeah apart from the fact 
you could probably arguably say he's bought a, he's fought a better class of fighter than Khabib's ever fought. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's fought he's fought McGregor, which is one on thing he's list. You know, look at the guys. He's fought Volkanovski, Stevens, Charles Oliveira, Cub Swanson. But I mean, none of them have fought like great guys like Matt Hughes and Matt Serra and all that stuff. But I mean, it's he's just fought Jose Aldo twice and beat him twice. The greatest featherweight ever, apparently. Yep. Yeah, it's it's one That's of those ones. Best. It's mental. Most consecutive wins. It's just it's crazy, mate. The, the numbers the numbers speak. I'm all for um, Khabib. I'm I'll support Khabib to the day I die, but. He's just not. He's just not for me, mate. That's the thing. I don't think. I think it would take something special to beat a GSP or uh Anderson Silva. You'd have to come into the UFC ready to fight every single world class fighter, basically one after the other, four times a year for five or six years. Get yourself up to twenty and zero, and have fought the top five guys a couple of times each, even in two divisions. You know what I mean? Like you have to spread yourself out and go. Do you know what? Like Michael, like Mikey Chandler said, Mikey Chandler isn't going to have twenty UFC fights, but he can. Uh, he got interviewed during the the bout on the the pay per view on Saturday, and he basically said, "I'm here for a top five guy. Within a year, I want to be fighting for that belt." And I'm like, "Good buzz out, mate. Let's do it." Do you know what I mean? That's the way you want to be. That's the only way you're going to become the greatest is if you go in places and actually fight the greatest guys. Okay, yeah, you have to earn your shot. Fair enough, I get that, but I don't know, mate. I think Khabib could have another ten fights in him, they bother, but. He doesn't take much damage. He never has. Like he surely, he's sh- he surely never been knocked out. He's never had been concussed. I mean, he's hardly ever taken a shot to the head. As you said to me when you text me, has he ever really lost a round? I mean, he okay, lost one against McGregor. What was it? The second round, he lost against McGregor. He did actually lose that? Yeah, I mean, that was probably why he did actually lose. I think he had a split decision against Gleason Tabou, did he not? Or was that unanimous? It was a unanimous, but I think it was very controversial. Yeah, whereas a lot of people said he didn't win it. What, oh, uh, I we, we didn't mention this. What about the weigh-ins? What do you think of that carry-on? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why we're using fucking scales that you see in a fucking fruit market, to be honest, but that's a different matter. I mean, um, was he overweight? The guy moved the fucking wee bar hang very, very quickly, didn't he? As soon as it went level, boom, bye, that's it. Yeah. don't know, mate. We're never going to know. Would it have mattered? No. There's no way they would have, there was no way they would have announced him at 156 or 157. They would, they would just have let him fight. And that's, that's just the way it is. That's why they've done it. they just fucking, oh, that's level. Get it to that's, This is probably why they don't use digital scales, because digital scales will leave a trace. Yeah, they can't, they can't do what they want with digital scales, can they? Correct. Correct. Anyway. I mean... Yeah, listen, you and I could talk about Khabib and we could talk about, you know, go you know, goat states and all that all night. We could probably do a whole show on it. In fact, maybe we might might just do a fucking special on it. Um the only other thing I want to talk about before we move on to the rest of this card, seeing as I spoke about this for half an hour, um, is what's next. Like you and I had a brief chat and I said you were trying to figure out what was going to happen next and I said, Well, Michael Chandler, I it's think I forgot about him. I know, I know he did. Everybody does, mate, because he's not even fought yet. But then I seen something about obviously Connor versus Poirier. Is that actually happening? The twenty second of January, there's the UFC have basically offered him that date. So we all know it happened. We don't know exactly if it's happening or not. But my guess would be Gaethje's Chandler, McGregor, uh, McGregor, Poirier, and the winner. And then the winner. 
But what wouldn't surprise me would be if Gaethje Chandler's actually a title fight. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. I don't think they'll hold off until... Because you're talking about if they have those fights in January or, say, December, whenever, probably more likely to be January. Gaethje said yeah. eight weeks. Chandler could be... Chandler said, Chandler, Chandler said six. Yeah, Chandler so said six, but... I mean, it wouldn't surprise listen, me maybe middle of December we'll get that title fight between Chandler and Gaethje. Yeah, because I don't... I, the, the UFC is not going to leave that vacant till June. It's not going to happen. No, no chance, man. They're going to do that. That's, that's, well, that's basically happen. what people are saying. People are saying there'll be two fights and basically the winner of the two fights will then fight for the belt. But then that would have to wait until at least April, May if you're two guys fighting January. So they have to... I don't think it'll happen. I think you'll see Michael Chandler versus Gaethje. Gaethje didn't take much damage, to be fair. No, he didn't take a lot of damage. That was the thing. He really didn't take a lot of damage. So there's no reason why he can be back in six to eight weeks, no doubt. I think Absolutely. there's a card. It's supposed to be middle, I think there's a card middle of December, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Like the 12th of December or something like that. I can't remember. I think they were looking for a headliner for that card as well. So Maybe, mate, if the deal can be signed, you know, I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love to, I just want to see Michael Chandler fighting the UFC. I love Mike Chandler. Um, I'd like to see if he's any good, um, really, because that's when you test yourself. But, you know. I don't know, mate. Just don't know. Two, uh, UFC 256, 12th of December at the moment. Nunez Anderson is the O. Nunez Anderson's on it, but also Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling's on it. Is that, is that, when did that get announced? Don't know, but it's on this page and whatnot. Um, so if that's announced for that, then maybe not. Um, yeah, not. The 12th of December's easy. The 12th of December's early enough. Remember they used to do random fucking like a New Year card? I know. <laughs> I you, the day before you, and I, you and I previewed a, a, a New Year card whilst we were sitting in my mum's house I, waiting, I waiting for a New Year party to fucking... That was like was our that, first year. Was that on the Nunez Cyborg fight? Might have been, mate. Might have been, mate. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be like... Um, that'll be like episode... What, September? Say 12, 12 weeks. That must be like episode 13, 15, something like that, maybe. Mid-18s, maybe, something like that. Aye, and we, uh, we had literally recorded it in my mom's back room. All dolled up for our fucking New Year's party, man. I had Aye. my shirt shut on and all that. Class, man. Dolled up an hour early to make sure we get it done at the road. I know. Right, the only problem with this, I've talked about Khabib and all this for so long, we need to rattle through the rest of this. So, special mentions only, Mr. Morrison, who you got, hit me. Take it, turn about, go for it. Right, well, what a cup can in here, by the way. I thought, really, I thought what a what can I look back on for him. He really did. Um, disappointed he can in here though I expected better did he get it I think I read somewhere the day I think, I think he broke his arm so I don't know if that affected him mm. don't know if he did it in the first round or if he did it in the second round whatever he done it maybe that affected him as the fight went on I'm not sure but I was quite disappointed in can in here so um, but again this was about a fight a couple of months back I can't remember who it was but we said that even if Whitaker wins it does he actually get a title fight I don't know. I, th- I would say he probably does because I mean, well, Dana seems to think he does. I I think he does. Like I mean, he's won. We said against Till, he had to do more, but he's now had two fights since he beat Adesanya, and he's won against you know Darren Till. Okay, really nobody in that rankings, but Jared Cannonier was technically probably next in line for a shot. So I don't see as I don't see as Adesanya well, saying no. So well, if Cannonier had beaten Adesanya, then. That would have been it. It would have uh, Whitaker, yeah. sorry. If Kenny had been Whitaker, Kenny would have got the title shot. Um, what could be interesting, though, is 
that could be massive for UFC going forward because if we can take that back to Australia, the way Australia's looking just now, they're getting large sporting events on the go. Yeah. They don't have their stadiums again. They're getting 25,000 at the stadiums. That could be a massive thing for the UFC. So, yes, they're possibly... Izzy could easily turn around for me and say, nah, I'm not interested. I pumped him. Why would I want to fight him again? I think but Izzy would fight him. There's more at stake with that fight now, I think, because of COVID. And I think a wee bit of pressure could be put on him by UFC mm-hmm. to make sure that fight happens. Uh, I don't get the scoring on this. There was, I don't understand how Karen won any of the rounds. I know you say, like, overall, he probably didn't deserve to lose a round, but he didn't win a round. So no, I it was weird. Know. I think I said to you basically. I think he won one round if you add on bits for the three rounds together. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But he but, probably didn't deserve to lose thirty twenty seven. It was weird. Yeah, but he did lose thirty twenty seven, mate. That's the thing. I just don't. I don't get it, man. I think it's an easy thing to just go. I ten nine ten nine. Oh, fuck it, nine ten. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, I just it does makes no sense to me, man. Because I I was just like, see when I said twenty nine twenty eight, I went. I don't know what they were watching, but hey ho. Um, right, my turn. Um, special mentions doesn't have to be in order. Oh, and and Kalayev showing Kutalaba up. Um, by the way, and Kalayev to be that calm and like just relaxed when that fucking Moldovan tank is coming towards you. He's always been like that, mate. See I the know. fact that that man is not sitting currently fifteen and oh. Paul Craig is a fucking legend. <laughs> Actually, Magomed and Kalayev is even more of a legend for tapping with one second to go. Paul Craig is a legend for that, honestly. Uh, mental, mate. Because uh, he is a scary motherfucker and he will win that title at some point, I think. It was the speed of his hands, mate, for a light heavyweight. I was like, that's just... It was crazy, mate. Like, scary proper good, lightning. Mate. Oh, mate. Scary the, good. The thing is, there's nothing... He's not... And they talk to him. He's just chilled. He's just calm. He just goes out there. And he smashes guns. Yeah. What else? Go on, hit me with something else. Phil Hawes, man, straight away, boom. Macoon, right out of the game, cheerio. Volkov, your ball bag, you're supposed to take that to point so I could win some money. I'm raging. Um, What about Ty Tuivasa fighting the Empire State Building? Mate, I thought Ty looked decent, mate. He done hang, he done hang. (laughs) That was the thing. I got to text you tonight about that. Why does John Arik keep saying he's hitting a worker? Because it's like I'm fucking that (laughs) way. Because a jab and a cross and a hook, they're all the same. They're all oh up God, the way. They're all up the way. It was mental, man. I thought Ty looked good. Ty looked kind of calm. Um, cause, although, I just don't get how Struve isn't like killing everybody, man. He's so fucking big, man. It's mental. Do you not think he's very... He's lanky. He's got he's that clumsy. lanky. Yeah, he's clumsy. He's just... I, I feel like he doesn't know what bits his body at any times. He doesn't look comfortable, but imagine being that tall. Surely you would work on everything to be the best. Because see, if you were that tall and you were you had all the skills, you would you would you'd be unbeatable, mate. Oh, mate, unbeatable! Like people would just he's, people wouldn't sign contracts. He's got a brown belt jujitsu. He's got a kickboxing record of four wins and three knockouts, four fights, four wins. Like he's clearly he's just a good fighter and everything. Straight um, at MMA. Aye, you see, we can't put it all together, but there we go. Um, Nat no, Wood, by the way, I feel a bit sorry for Nat Wood. I think that whoever scored that 30 27 is a ball bag. Um, yeah, I know. I heard. 
I was absolutely raging with that because for me, I thought that would possibly just snuck at 29 28. If I gave it to Casey, I wouldn't have argued too madly. But when I heard somebody 30 27, I'm not a massive Natwood fan in any way, shape, or form, but I fucking lost my shit. I was not fucking happy. Yeah, yeah. I, never, I never seen it, mate. If I'm honest, I was going to try and watch it a day, but we had some issues in the work today, so I didn't get a chance. But Try and catch it and you'll, just, you'll see what I'm doing because that pissed me off. Try and watch it back. Um, the only other thing on this card um, is Shavkat Rachmanov. Um, yeah, that was a bit... That was class. I mean, to grab a hold of Alex Oliveira and choke him out was fucking pretty... Yeah, he looks a bit strange. He looks a bit lanky and a bit gangly for that size. Very, very big for welterweight, mate. Very big. Very, very big. big. Um, uh, overall, mate, it was class. It was, mate. It was a really class car for start to finish. There was some good finishes. Joe Alvarez and Randall Maverick, some really good finishes as well. And you'd have random weird draw in the middle between Jung and Alvey, which was all a bit strange. It was, just, uh, it was just a really good night of fighting, man. I really enjoyed the whole thing. It was class. And the bonuses I've got the issue with... Um... Oh, I would say, does Khabib Nella need the fucking door? <laughs> yes, he does. Okay. Does he, aye? Yeah, he does, shut up. Is that his chucking it money? Aye, that's, that's a wee bonus for chucking it, aye. Right, cool. Brilliant. Because there's three cards to look at for this weekend. So, a quick run-through of the three of them, and that should hopefully be us. UFC Fight Night Hall versus Silva. as you. first, aye. What? Going there first. Well, which way go? You tell me then. I thought you might have stanted east and much away back across the planet. Oh, it's back at Vegas, right? All right. So, well, that that means I need to work which one's east. So, you want to start at one championship in Singapore? Aye, I was thinking I go one Bellator because there's Bellator. Bellator's like Connecticut, I can't. Aye, Connecticut. Okay, I'm so, I'm so very, I'm so very sorry, mate. Okay. Right, think about these things for God's sake. Fuck's sake, right? Okay, so one championship makes a very, very big return to MMA. I think they've had a couple of MMA events on already, but. This is a pretty big deal because they have four this title first, fights. This is a first title fight, first MMA title fight since lockdown. Yeah. And not only first title fight, but they have four on this card. Yeah, yeah it's basically just a title fight card. That's fucking pretty yeah. much it. Um, not much else going on outside of it. You've got um, Ying Nang Zhong versus Tiffany Teo. Happy with that pronunciation. I've had those I'll that. Uh, Martin and Goyen um, fighting. Tan Lee. Um, that isn't actually the flight weight, though, is it? Because the lightweights are 170, are they not? They've got that wrong on topology. Remember, they fight a weight up. They fight at their natural weight. Remember, they, like, because Eddie Alvarez fights at 155, but that's actually welterweight, remember? I'm no. sure. If you go to, like, one championship's Wikipedia page, it tells you what their weight classes are. They're different. I think they've got that wrong. I can't remember. Can't remember. I'm trying to remember right now. But because I'm looking at his last fights, I don't know. Unless I don't know. Don't know how to work that out. But I am giving you the the fights are happening. But and Sang definitely like heavyweight champion. So I know that, but I just I don't know something about that's weird, mate. But it's a bit strange, doesn't it? There's some class uh, stuff on here, by the way. Like there's some, as you say, uh, Lana Sang versus Reiner the Ridder is wow, what man. Fight that is, by the way. What a fight, fight that is. I don't need to try and catch that. I think um, the Ridders are genuine, like genuine threat to Lissat and Lanasang. Um, but then we say that about most people, and then Lanasang smashes them. So um, there's also 
Christian Lee, who's always quite exciting to watch in the welterweight versus oh, Yuri Lapikas. Interesting to see a Moldovan fighting in Singapore. Like that's a strange one. They're obviously I know they're branching out. And they're trying to get more fighters from across the world. But um, yeah, so I'm looking at the one championship um, uh, weight divisions and welterweights one eight five. So it's two oh five. Uh, middleweight. So what the fight? Okay, so they've just put their middle bits wrong, basically. Yeah, it looks like it, mate. It looks like it. Um, but yeah, and then obviously Martin and Goyne, as I was saying, versus Tan Lee. So this is if you can, if you can catch it, um, definitely. Um, it should be a freebie, I would think. Again, one thing they usually put it on their app, don't they? Yeah, they usually put it on their app. Sometimes even on YouTube, mate. They just want to get fans watching it. They don't care about making money off people. It's great, man. Um, so yeah, if you can catch that's it, Friday, that's Friday. The card. What's that? Half six Eastern. So that'll be. I'll be half up oh. lunch time here. Half one, yeah. Well, four hours because we're just from back an hour, haven't we? So maybe I have lunch time, maybe like. Title fights will probably start about half 11, 12 o'clock lunch time. Aye, probably, yeah, somewhat. Uh, All right. That's Friday lunch time sorted. So we're jumping on a flight from Singapore and we're arriving in Connecticut, USA for Bellator 250 and Musasi oh, versus Dougie Lima for the. Um, Vacant middleweight title, obviously, after the sad news that um, Rafael Lovato Jr. dropped it. Um, yeah, medical conditions, wasn't it? Just yeah, some, some from his brain. Um, this fight gives me goosebumps, mate. This is two of the best. This is probably... See, if you were to name the top five fighters in Bellator, these guys would probably come up in most people's lists, I would think if not top 10, without a doubt. And the fact that they're fighting for a vacant belt makes it even more special. Um, I love Musasi, and I love Dougie Lima. I just love Dougie Lima because he spanked MVP. But, um, no, I'd agree with you. These are definitely my two top five kind of pound for pound for Bellator. So without doubt, the two of these going head to head. Dougie Lima is fucking superb, man. Uh, so I cannot wait to see him. I, I really fancy him against Musasi, but Musasi's kind of size me just one on one fight in the end. Yeah, I mean, it could be like that's the thing. I just I don't know. Like, um, Masasi looked really good against Machida at, at middle, but it was a split decision. So, and obviously lost to Lovato Junior. Um, so I don't know, mate. It'll be an interesting one to see. Um, but I'm I'm buzzing, mate. Masasi's just class. I wonder if Bellator are making this easy to watch. Um, I honestly don't know, mate. I really hope so because I'd love to watch it. Um, if anything I'd imagine it'll be on Sky it's not going to kind of hang it's going to be on Channel 5 is it this weekend anyway no probably not mate probably not but I think they've kind of invested all their dough into that main fight aren't they because the rest of it's, there's a couple of names but nothing major it, well, there's, there's a couple of good fights though like although there's no names like Henry Corrales Brandon Gertz is a, uh, Gertz is a great fight um, you mentioned earlier on you had Adam Boric uh, was on it Adam Boric is on it, which is a good fight against Derek Sanchez. Jake Hager again making you know another attempt to MMA. Um, I mean, decent, decent stuff on it. Do you know what I mean? There's decent enough guys on it. There's on it as well. So a couple of guys like there's a guy you know Johnny Eblen six and zero against Taylor Johnson six and one. So there's definitely guys with talent on this card as well. Um, Sabah Hamasi's a bit of a good fighter as well. So there is some stuff on it. It's maybe not the best card I've ever seen from Bellator, but as you say, they've probably plowed all their money into getting Masasi Lima. So kind of blame them. No, you can't. Right, last last flight of the night from Connecticut to Las Vegas for the return 
to the UFC Apex for UFC, UFC Fight Night Hall versus Silva, also known as UFC Fight Night 181, UFC on PSPN Plus 39, and UFC Vegas 12, headlined by Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. I'm surprised they're over like a week's break. Maybe they just don't want to, maybe they're still trying to cram everything in. They promised a lot of fans a full year of fighting. I'm not complaining because this is a very good card, actually. It's a bit of a card, think, It's one of these cards that people may not know much about, but see if you actually look into the nitty gritty of it, mate. There's some class fights on it. There's great people to watch on this. I mean, the, the, although I say Sheridan on the main event isn't you know great, but it's actually relatively exciting. You know, Anderson Silva is always class to watch. You never know what you're going to get with Anderson Silva. Bryce Mitchell, amazingly like, amazing fun to watch. Kevin Holland, I mean, running across cages and kneeing guys in the face after three seconds, always fun to watch. Greg Hardy, although he's kind of chock like marmite, you either love him or you hate him. He's but interesting figure with Morris Green. Man. Aye, there's loads of stuff all over this, mate. Bobby uh, Green to Igo Moises, that would be fucking interesting, but yeah, we really Bobby, Green's get, Bobby Green's getting better and better. Um, you also mentioned Greutschmacher Gre- Gre- versus What's Hernandez. Two and a half years since he last fought, by the way. Who, Alex Hernandez? No, Chris Greutschmacher. I thought he fought not that long ago. Nah, it's two and a half years. It's fucking April 2018 or something, we look at it later on. Aye, April 2018. Because the last fought in the Khabib Yakinta card. Oh my god, fucking hell. Was he not due to fight earlier on this year and it got cancelled last year? Maybe been rumours, but his last, his, his last official. Oh no, that's right. He was supposed to plan fight. Was Jesus Pinedo last March. Yeah, oh, who knows. Um, again, good card, good good names all over it, mate, so it should be decent. Um, Sean Strickland versus UK's own Jack Marshman. I think Jack might struggle a little bit here. Um, yeah, I'm going for a performance of the night from Sean Strickland. Nice one, nice one. I'm going for a performance tonight from Bryce Mitchell because I'm sorry, I love Touchy Feely, right? Love him to bits just for that name. But Bryce Mitchell's going to ragdoll him, man. Yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah, I'll be a fun fight. The whole card's going to be good, mate. Even court, like Courtney Casey, Priscilla Cachoeira is a great fight as well, mate. There's loads of good stuff all over this. Um, I'm actually really buzzing. Hopefully I get to see most of it. Um, We'll see. Getting time these days to watch it's hard, so we need to see, but... Yeah. Okay, that was probably the That's quickest. That's so bad, actually. 4 p.m. Eastern time. So it is? Aye. What's that? About 9 o'clock here, aren't it? 9 o'clock. Oh, that's nice. It's a good time. That's a good time. Maybe we get to watch something, then that's good. <laughs> yeah. Just seen that there on the post. I went, well, uh, on the topology page, I went, yeah, beauty, that'll do me a lovely. Fucking right. Um, right, cool. Um, that's probably the, lo- the quickest ever rundown of three cards we've ever done in our whole life but it was good we got into it your favourite part of the evening Mr Morrison um, any major news this week or the last four weeks seeing as we've been off for a while I'm not going to lie to you I've not really looked back over the last four weeks because we could probably have made another show just for the news we missed I'm only kidding on I don't expect to go back four weeks there's no point let's just do the I did actually though I did actually go back a lot I mean I started writing things doing it like no, I would need to do another show to try and catch up. So I've really only done enough stuff over the last week. Um, Big Frank having a moan, obviously, the fact that he's only fought once in the last 16 months. I don't know if that's his own fault or if that's the UFC's fault. Obviously, yeah. you know, Chase DC had a bit of a their wee, um, a wee triple threat header, triple header thing, so he couldn't really fight for a title, and that's all he really wants. So what does he expect? Yep. He's meant to fight for the title next as soon as possible, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, 
It's weird, it's one of these divisions. We know we don't like interim titles, but if Miocic is out again for a while, it's probably the one that there should be an interim title. Yeah, I don't mind interim titles if there's a genuine reason for it, mate. Like, see if a fighter's out injured, then that's maybe okay, but I, I mean... I'm like March for Miocic is fighting again, early. Right. Alright, so why not have a have a wee Good. In a, in a That's way. the kind of thing you don't mind it. It's not as if like you want Stingano to fight in December and they're going to make a title fight for the end of January. Or mm. start of March, do you know what I mean? Uh, start of February. It's one of those ones you go right fair enough. Um Leon Edwards. Did you see much about Leon Edwards? Well, it's all just fucking bullshit, man. Like I know that the rankings are fucking yo yo. He's reactive, mate. Like, that's the problem with Leon. Like, people say he's boring, he doesn't talk, but then when something gets said about him, he reacts to it and goes, aye, but I'm still here and I'm still angry and blah, 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 what a fight. I like Leon Edwards and I'm all for Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards should have got a title shot by now if you ask me, but see this? Either be quiet, like a, like a Jan Blavich or a Stevie Milchic and don't get involved in shit, or be like McGregor and be like those guys, be mouthy, like a Mike Perry or a Darren Till. Don't be fucking both. Don't be... Oh, I'm all quiet over here, but then when somebody says something, oh, wait, but you're a prick and I want to fight. I can't even ask for that, mate. Like, make up your mind, mate. You're either that guy or you're that guy. Don't the try and is, he's, he's, he's had his opportunities to fucking get involved in these things. He basically just say how it is. Actually, put what you want out there. He's never as. We know he wants a title shot. Everybody wants a title shot. He said that before, but he's never said it properly. He's never just went. End of the fight. Give me that fucking microphone. Here, Musman, fucking get your ass in again. Fucking let's go, he motherfucker. He doesn't have to be brash like McGregor, but he just has to. Everything seems so placid with him. Ah, oh, yeah, take a title fight. Yeah, any bother? Like, no. Fucking tell us, mate. Grab it. Get an outlet. Do it. Jump on BBC News at ten for all I care. Do it. Just call out some. Just. It's all I was. It's always a bit meh with Leon Edwards. I like him as a fighter and I love watching him fight. I think he's absolutely superb, mate, and a legitimate threat at that top of that division. I genuinely believe that. But he's just a bit meh. Well, I mean, I, but is he no desperate because nobody will fight Kamzat? Does he I want to show... I th- but nobody will fight Leon. Yeah, well, maybe that's what it is. I mean... I don't think anybody wants to fight Leon as well. I think that's part of the problem. So maybe Leon's now going to run or something. Fuck this. Look, that cunt wants a fight. I want a fight. Well, let's just go. I'll finish him. And then, do you want to know something? I want that shot then. Just give me it. I've, you're sick of me no fighting. You took me out the rankings because I wouldn't fight. I fought the most dangerous up-and-coming guy you've got. And I fucking snuffed him. him. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, Jemayev smashes Edwards. <laughs> We'll find it. Yeah. Mate, who's who's that? Who's Jamaya fought? Yeah, nobody. It's Khabib. Could the Khabib fight? Yeah, I know. But <laughs> if he smashes Edwards and he puts himself right in amongst all the shit, of course he does. I'd be surprised yeah. if he does, but that's a different matter. You said you were fully on that hype train. You said you were driving the train. Come on, yeah, go but, jump off now. Yeah, but the train's got to stay on the tracks. If you go too fast, you're going to fall off the tracks. Aye, all right, very good. Good analogy, well done. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, right. I thought that was quite good. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, yeah, big walloper. Um, there's only one fight that got announced while we were off having a little break that I wanted to discuss, but then I read the news further on that it had actually been cancelled, and I just wanted to bring this up because I was really gutted about this. Jeremy Stevens had been announced to fight Arnold Allen, but then the fight has been cancelled because Jeremy Stevens had to pull out. And I'm just so gutted for that because A, 
what a shot that is for Arnold Allen to get into the rankings and properly make a push forward. And B, what a fucking fight that would have been. Mate, that would have been my A, not my B. My A would have been, what a fucking fight that is. And two, or B, oh, good good chance for Arnold Allen. That would have been my A, man. That's a fight and a half, mate. That would have been a war. That's an outstanding fight. I really hope they could try and rearrange that because that would have been unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. Um, that's pretty much it. I'd Marlon Marais versus Rob Font, but I don't really know if I want to talk about that because it's not really worth talking about. Marlon Marais? Yeah. That's as, in, as in the guy who was next in line for a bantamweight title shot is fighting Rob Font? Yeah. We well, just get beat, didn't he? So. I don't Still, mate, that's just kind of weird. I feel like Marlon just gets slapped about a bit. It just gets told, look, that's who you're fighting, child. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't understand. Maybe he doesn't speak good English. <laughs> I'm sure they listen to Florida somewhere. It must be like soft in English. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Alright, cool. That you? Aye, that's me, mate. Fair call to discuss. Class. Right, glad to be back, guys. Um, missed it. Um, good for the break, though. That's us rejuvenated. Hopefully take us up to Christmas, New Year. Um, get our build up for our very, very strange 2020 awards, mate. It's going to be very, very bizarre. Um, oh, but yeah, to think about it. Yeah, yeah, plenty of fighters to look at as well. So yeah, as always, guys, big thanks from me and Mark for listening. Um, we've taken a bit of a turn in the last month or so, and the listens seem to be rising. So that's all down to you guys. Nothing to do with us. Um, we just put out there, you guys listen. So we appreciate all the love. Um, yeah, keep listening, keep enjoying, and we'll catch up with you soon. Bye.